Welcome to Rise and Thrive, a segment of the Unyielded Podcast. I am your host, Bobby Kaler. These short segments are meant to be fuel for you, for your week, and for your life. If you are finding value in these, and if you haven't done so already, make sure that you hit that subscribe button so that you never miss another episode. As some of you know, my dad passed away roughly two weeks ago. It was incredibly hard to see him in so much pain, but I believe that that it gave him comfort that we were there with him. The single hardest decision of my life was when we switched to comfort care and hospice. I did not want to do that. I so wanted him to get better, and I felt like by making that decision, I was somehow giving up on him. And I remember saying to the doctor, but I don't want to give up on him. And the doctor said, Bobby, you're not giving up. You're just changing how you're caring for him. And there came a time when it was clear that he wasn't going to get better. And he was in absolute agony. And he deserved better than that. My sister Suzette and I had spent several days in the hospital with him. And like an angel, she chose to stay with him during the night. And I was with him during the day. She said that she chose that because... She said, I was better at dealing with the doctors and whatever the reason, I'm incredibly grateful to her because I know how much dad struggled at night and she was very, very good with him. Just, she was amazing. And between Suzette and I, dad was never left alone. And I was lucky enough to be with him and hold his hand and tell him that I loved him as he left this earth. A very dear friend of mine is a minister and a spiritual counselor. And she describes that moment as a sacred moment. And I agree. I feel absolutely blessed and grateful that I was there with him. Now, anyone who knows me at all knows that I'm a daddy's girl. My mom would always tell me that when I was growing up. Clients have told me that over the years. Bosses have told me that over the years. And they were right. I am a daddy's girl. I was named after him. And I always took, I took so much pride in that. And I also felt a responsibility to measure up to him. And in fact, it's one of the reasons that I've always kept my maiden name because his name was Bob Kaler and I'm Bobby Kaler. And I just felt like it was the right thing to do. As a child, I went fishing with him most Saturday mornings in the summer, not because I really loved fishing or because I was good at it because I wasn't, but I went fishing with him because I loved him and wanted to spend time with him. And I knew that he loved fishing. Over the last couple of weeks, I've been thinking about what I learned from him, either from his words of advice or by watching his deeds and his actions. And as a tribute to the man that I respected and loved so much, I want to share some of those gems with you. And I also have to say that most of these lessons he taught me in the rarest of ways, by example. I think it's really easy for us to give advice. It's another to live it. So here they are. Number one, life is short. Don't waste it by worrying about stuff that you can't control or that doesn't really matter. Number two, be present in all the moments of your life, not just the special ones, the big ones. No one knew how to find more joy and contentment in the small, quiet moments of life than my dad did. I think this was one of the reasons that he was happy anyway. Even though he was a man of few words and he could appear gruff to the casual observer, I remember as a kid, 
I'd catch him standing outside, just standing very, very still. And I'd ask him, you know, what are you doing? And he'd say, I don't know, just looking at the squirrels playing in the trees over there in the woods. Or I'm just listening to the sound of the whippoorwill. Or just noticing how pretty the clouds are right now. And that just made an impression on me. Number three, be gracious and kind. He never, ever said those words to me. But in his last days in the hospital, when he was in absolute agony, the nurses would come in to tend to him and change the bed covers or help him sit up. And he would grimace from the pain and often moan. But he thanked each and every person the same way. Thank you for everything that you're doing for me. Number four, when something is bothering you, either do something about it or accept it. He first told me this when I was 20 years old and I was complaining about something that had happened at work. I'd complained about it for three days and finally he'd had enough because he said either do something about it or quit complaining. You're making yourself and everyone around you miserable. And in full transparency, I'm pretty sure I did not appreciate that at the time as much as I do now because there's much wisdom in that. Number five, if you value something, stand for it. If you don't stand for it, you don't value it. I think this is an important one. It's so easy for us to to give lip service to something that we say, you know, we say that we value something, but are we willing to make a stand for it? Number six, trust yourself. When I was in my early thirties, I was going through a hard time. And he said, when are you going to learn to trust yourself? You're smart. You're capable. Stop trusting others more than you trust yourself. Number seven, be excellent at what you do and work to make yourself indispensable. Those were the words he said to me when I started my very first job at a local Wendy's when I was still in high school. It was a brand new store and the practice was to hire more employees than they would need. So we all knew that probably several people would be let go soon after opening. Not only was I kept on as an employee, but I got as many hours as I wanted every week, which was 40, even though I was in high school. Number eight, cooking is not about putting food on the table. Cooking is a way to show that you love. He was a cook in the Navy and he taught all of us how to cook, including my mom. And what I learned from watching him though, is that the most important ingredient in any recipe is the love and the care that you put into it. So many times in my childhood, you know, if I was sick, he would fix me my favorite meal. Or if I did something really well, or I won a tournament or something, he would celebrate, you know, but by cooking me my favorite meal. And I've never forgotten how special that made me feel. So when I'm cooking, I always try to try to do that for others because I think that was, was a true gift from him. Number nine, find ways to have fun. My dad was a prankster and he loved to laugh. Even up to his final days, he'd try to joke with the nurses and the doctors and he just had a way of making people smile and laugh. Number 10, be genuine. My dad never pretended to be anything other than who he was. And finally, number 11, give people a chance. Sometimes they need it. When he was a superintendent on construction projects, I remember one night he came home and he said that a a guy had shown up at his job site and he had asked for a job. And my dad wasn't hiring at the moment. But the guy said to him, he said, look, I've lost my job. I have a family and I have three kids. I'll work for free for a month to prove that I'll be a good worker. My dad agreed. And within a week, he hired him 
and he made space for him on his crew. And I asked him why, you know, why did you hire this person if you didn't even need another worker? And he said, because sometimes you need someone to give you a chance and someone who has the gumption to approach me and who's willing to work for free just to have a chance. He said, I have to respect that. I'm sure I'll think of many more lessons over the next several months. For now, I'm just so happy that I was lucky enough to have him in my life and to learn from him for as long as I did. For all of you who are lucky enough to still have your parents with you, if I could offer a piece of advice, get a recording of their voice. One day, you're going to want that. I'm lucky. I have three. One is when he is singing his wonderful daughter Bobby song to me. One is from last year when he sang happy birthday to me. And one was from a visit I had with him a couple years ago when he would stand outside my bedroom door and sing a good morning to you song to me that he just made up on the fly. And I treasure those. I listen to those now and I absolutely treasure them. And I know that he may be gone from this earth, but he's never far away. I love you, Dad. 